Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 11. Today, we're talking with Luke Nelson. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. Today, uh, we are back in a, we're still in a 1989 Volkswagen bus. That's right. Which is pretty solid uh, with a new guest. Uh, the guest we have in the bus today is a race director. He's a PA, a father, a husband, a world traveler. He runs for Patagonia, but most importantly, he's a global icon. That's right. He is. So <laughs> today we are very happy to have Mr. Luke Nelson. Luke, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Totally psyched to be here. Yeah, we're, we're real excited that you uh, agreed to this, uh, our shenanigans here that, in, that's in, right. in the bus. So. <laughs> now, Luke just saw the first interview we did with Turtle, so I think he's pretty primed. Yeah, he's, he's ready. ready to go. Yeah. He, he didn't dump all his best material just yet. Saving it for us, hopefully. It's pretty fortunate to be able to witness that yeah. in person. <laughs> yeah, to listen's great, but to see some of the oh, stuff man, that happens is beautiful. Yeah, we're gonna have to get a little <laughs> video camera set up for some of these shows. I think. I think so too. A little periscope. Yeah. Right. That we had oh, that yeah. idea back in the summer. Yep. Just hasn't come to fruition yet, has it? But it will. Yep. <laughs> All right. So let's let's just kick it off right away. Um, Look at this bum just showed up. Yeah. Really. He's got to come in and grab some beverage. That's right. Turtle Mill is back in the house after going to the bathroom the little boys room yeah uh but you are the race director for the smut race right yeah scout mountain ultra trail we S- love to call it smut that's it's great and it's it's a great race so how long have you been the race director for the smut race Ooh, uh, i believe this will be my third year as full race director um i had a apprentice year uh, before that so going on four nice what uh what can we expect is there going to be any changes because i know it's there's had some things here you've got a 100k a 60k a 35k it's gonna be on june 4th yep pocatello so none of that's different um but what is there anything that we can look forward to that's gonna be a little different for so us? from last year no course changes um we've had over the, the every year that i've been involved so far we've had to have some course changes mostly due to permitting with the forest service we've got things dialed in now um all new single track section that was added last year. Uh, beautiful trail. So no course changes. Uh, we're always trying to up our game and make it a little bit better race from the logistics standpoint. We, you know, try to hide any disasters behind the scenes that may be going on. So as a runner, you just have a totally relaxed experience. Nice. So you will be doing this for your fourth year, fifth year? Yep. For you. Yep. What, uh, 
what can people expect? People that aren't used to this race or haven't been to it, what can they expect? A world-class event. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to race all over the U.S., uh, all over the world, and picked up along the way things that I think make a race stand out. Um, so they can be 100% sure that they're going to have great aid stations. Uh, we actually do a competition amongst our aid stations to see who comes up with the best feedback from the runners. Wow. So the aid station captains pick themes, and uh, they get into it. So <laughs> wow, I, we, we I haven't been up there in a couple of years. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back this year. Yeah, I wish I was. I won't be in town. but uh, No, you'll be in Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. Loving sand, which is my all-time least favorite <laughs> thing. So. Is, that yeah. your, is that your hashtag that's, that weekend? Yeah, it's going to be Loving my hashtag. Loving yeah. sand. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll take pictures where the sand finds its way. <laughs> yeah, so amazing aid stations. Uh, course marking will be impeccable. Um, we pride ourselves on not allowing people to get lost. It will be slightly overmarked. Um, and a good tough course. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you got to earn the finish. That is a hard course. I, I remember we went up there. More what than was that? Like more 2011? Did we go up there? I don't know. I've been up there a few times, and, and it's uh, that was like the high snow year, right? Yeah. Yeah. That the course changed because of the snow, and man, that thing. You don't don't realize it because you're like, oh, Pocatello. There's not big mountains. You go up there, and you got your your hiney handed to you. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I was. I mean, I'm, we're not far from Pocatello. No, we're not. Uh, the first year I went up there, and I was like, eh, I don't know what to expect. I was blown away. I really was. I was like, holy cow, this is it's this so is solid. This is a good secret. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and, the, and the race is almost all single track, a little bit of double track, and we do have a quarter mile of road that you know in and out of the start finish, but. Yeah. Uh, and there'll be places where you feel like you're pretty dang remote. Yeah, you are. It's pretty neat. Back there where the, that creek crossing is, I mean, after Mid you climb, Midnight Creek. You climb up, what is that? Is it City Creek that you climb up You out climb of? up out of City Creek, and then you drop into Midnight Creek. Yeah, and you drop into that area, and you're crossing creek, like, knee-deep, maybe depending on how deep the snow is, you know. Yeah. And it's way cool back in there. It's way remote. Yeah. yeah I, I take I you on some that. of the best trails in my backyard. Nice. And yeah. it is. it has, it, to me, it is a secret. Yeah, I mean, totally. It's not something that you hear a lot about now. Obviously, that the race is there, you're going to hear a lot more about it. Totally. Um, but in between, you know, before we came on, one of the things that I was interested in, you're now a, you're certified, right? Is that the right word yep. for ham radio? Yeah, yeah, we just learned that. Yeah, we just did. So this is all new. So tell us a little bit about that because you explained something that I don't think people understand. There's, we're learning so much about race directing and we are. the ins and outs, but explain the, your, your system. Totally. Well, I mean, being a race director is exponentially harder than running ultras so if you've run an ultra you put that in the back of your mind that it's way harder to put on an event and one of the things we take really seriously is runner safety you know we do pe we put people back in the wilderness and we don't want uh, somebody to get hurt or lost and so we have a almost an OCD level of <laughs> uh, or layers of check-ins and check-outs to make sure that the runners are accounted for and we know where they're at and I got my ham radio license uh, because of the remote nature of the race, we use ham radios to communicate. There's no cell service. Um, satellite signals are unreliable. And so ham radio is kind of an old tried and true. So I got the ham radio license so I could be in communication with my ham radio guys that are volunteers, the local Portland Valley Aries group. Crush it. They work really hard to make things run smooth. So as a runner, you check in and check out at aid stations. But what's happening there is you're actually getting checked in twice and checked out twice, both by the aid station captain and the ham radio group. And the timing crew, who we do chip timing, are also checking you in and checking you out. So we're accounting for you three times at every aid station wow. to make sure you've arrived and when you left. So if you do get lost or don't show up where you're supposed to, we at least know where to start looking. 
That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's really impressive. Now, tell me the other thing. You talked about your sweeper. So your sweeper carries a different device to help communicate. Yeah, so we get lots of volunteers to work as sweepers, and most of them don't want to get their ham radio license. It's a little bit of a hassle to get. So we could use a DeLorme, is the brand, satellite messenger. The cool thing about that device is when the sweepers flip it on, I can pull up on the computer and see where they're at at any point, and they can send text messages, and I can send them back to them. So if they run across a runner who's in trouble and they don't have cell service, they can send me a message. I can send it back and get the cavalry on the way to rescue them. So anybody out there that thinks they want or, or is planning on or wants to run the smut races but is a little nervous because of some of this, you have nothing to fear. Like really I can't, not. I can't I mean, think of any other race I've heard of. You just got to train. Like yeah, just, just be ready to be on your feet. But you're going to be yeah. safe. You're yeah, not you going to get lost. Nope. And you're going to be accounted for. Absolutely. So I think those are great. Now, what's... Uh, Registration's open. Registration's open January 1. Uh, We're maybe 30% full already. Wow, Uh, good. So we're cruising right along with registration. We're also pretty inexpensive as far as ultras go. Uh, I believe that uh, we should try to keep it about a a dollar a kilometer. Wow. (laughs) We're a little bit more than that, but pretty close. Um, We don't make money off the race. So if you're looking for something inexpensive as far as ultra goes, um, we're the place. Nice. And great time of year up there, too. June 4th, wildflowers will be going off. Yeah, they are. Yeah, those big yellow ones. I, I remember that probably the most, besides the big climbs. Those big yellow flowers were yeah. just burned in my... Oh, yeah, there was a moose, too. There was an angry moose. I remember that. Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. We've had a couple of encounters, <laughs> that angry moose and I. Yeah, but she'll be I around. that. For sure. Yeah. I've seen some of that. She chased into the bed of an oncoming stranger's pickup truck, right? Yeah. Yep. And bellied up and snotted on me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're close and friendly, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I've had some great experiences up at that race before. That the first time I had garlic mashed potatoes mixed with Top Ramen. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That saved that your w- race, didn't it? It's Well, I mean, I was there for like an hour because I couldn't quit eating them. They were so good. But, man, that was insane because it was cold. And Ooh, just eating snowier. that was yeah. so good. But I also remember being stuck in that major snow blizzard storm yeah. a few years ago on top of the peak. I had a sleeveless shirt, a, a visor, and shorts, and I was freezing. I was, so that's a great memory for me. That was the closest I was. That was the second last scared. year that I actually raced it. Is it? And that year I had ice on my bare legs, frozen oh. to my bare legs. Freezing. Cold. Well, I remember you went out to help search too. After I finished, yeah, yeah we were missing a few runners, <laughs> and so I <laughs> rallied with some some other rescue guys. And we went up and found a couple lost folks and right took on. some extra clothes and stuff to them. And then the last experience I had there, the best one, was the first year there. The last, the big climb, the big over mountain. Scout Mountain. Yeah, it was lots of snow, and they had a rope yeah. to get down. And I thought, well, I'm not going to need a rope. I'm a seasoned glissader. Right? Oh, I have a, now, <laughs> folks. We need to stop. Right here. I, I've got a little dirt for, for you. So this goes back to maybe it was the big snow year back in like 2011. Yeah. We climbed up Ben. So Ben Loman's kind of our big peak in the Ogden area. It's, you know, eight-mile climb up. And in the springtime and in the early summer, the summit cone holds a lot of snow. And so there was a group of us running up there. Um, and so we climbed up to the summit, and then a couple of these yahoos that we run with decide to ski down on our feet, right? And they're young and pretty nimble, and, you know, Eric and I, are, you know, we're not spring chickens Easy here. anymore. Easy here. We're not spring chickens <laughs> anymore. So, and, you know, Eric doesn't really have that skiing background. And I'm not bagging on you or anything. I'm but a, I'm a sledder. Yeah, I'm okay he, with that. He's a, he's a flexible flyer type of guy. <laughs> so 
you know, these two knuckleheads go in front of us, and they get down okay. I see that they didn't crash into the rocks. So I took my turn. I went down. So there's three of us down at the bottom of the snowfield. And here comes Eric. So he thinks he's hot shit. He's going to ski down on his feet. And next thing you know, he takes the biggest <laughs> digger <laughs> I've ever seen anybody take coming down the snowfield at speed. <laughs> and it's on video. And I think it's on YouTube. And I think I'm going to have to find that and dig that up. But anyways, so he takes a digger. And it doesn't stop there. He starts tomahawking down the snowfield, <laughs> ass over tea kettle. And, of course, being the guys we are, we're at the bottom of the snowfield just cracking up, just dying laughing. And he gets up, and we're like, dude, you all right? And he's, like, holding his shoulder because it's, like, all dislocated. And we got, like... Seven-mile run to the bottom of the peak, and we're trying to tie up Eric's arm. It was awesome. Yeah, Sorry was, for the def- yeah, that, that, that was awesome. That man. Was Thanks. fantastic. I know he doesn't <laughs> like it, but that was, like, one of my the best memories I've had running with Eric was when he tomahawked down Ben Loman. I'll find that video for you, folks. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Back, so back where, to the where, funner story. Where were we? <laughs> so I was back at the, at the race there, and similar situation, but I'd learned my lesson. I was sliding down more on my butt. And I'm like, okay, there's, I'm, I'm going down. There's a couple ladies that were ahead of me a little ways. And next thing I know, there goes the trail. Like, I'm going past the trail I'm supposed to get off on. And the lady's like, right here, yelling. I'm like, oh, no. And I'm on my butt going pretty fast, not thinking. I'm like, well, how do I stop? I'll just slam my feet in the snow. <laughs> I slammed my feet in the snow <laughs> and did. It shot me straight up in the air like a jack-in-the-box. I did a complete flip, landed on my back, <laughs> kept sliding, and the ladies were screaming and almost crying, thinking I had died. I didn't get hurt that time, thank goodness. But that was one of my yeah. more— You planned that, though, didn't you? I wish I could say I planned. Yeah. I learned my lesson again. I could say on that. But uh, anyway, back to, back to, back to uh, the smart races. So there's still plenty of spots. There are for now. Yeah, for now. And so is there caps per distance or just overall? 300 total okay. is what our permit allows. Okay. And so what do you, what's your, this 35K, 60K, 100K, what is generally your, or what do you think is going to be your biggest? Generally, um, I, I I thought when we when we put the 35K in that it would be the biggest, and it's actually the 100K is generally the biggest event for us. Wow. wow. That's... And then the 35K and then the 60K is our smallest. Wow. And that is, it's it's a, it's a that's butt legit. kicker. Yeah. This yeah. is not yeah. a... 13,000 vert in wow. the 100K. That's amazing. And Pocatello yeah, is. is such a great place. It really is. It's a fun little town. Um, so you got that. We got, uh, we're going to have a link on our site um, for that. So you can go yep. directly to the Trail Manor site. You're going to find a link to that. Sign up now. Don't take a chance of missing it. I know nope. there's other races, but this is one you're definitely not going to want to miss up there. When you sign up, check out Ty Draney's uh, training plan for it, too. Oh, yeah. He's got oh, three-month right. yeah. training plans for that. the race. Yeah. You can just go in and get those. are cheap, by the way, folks. Yeah, yeah that's unbelievable. Ridiculous. Yeah. What you train. get for, for your money is wonderful. Yeah, and, to, you know, and we're... You made the segment for us, the segue. So, Ty Draney. That's right. Luke Nelson. <laughs> the dynamic right? duo. Good times. The, the dynamic duo that's always up to something, <laughs> that's right? That's right. Yeah. So, you just got back very recently from a excursion in the Grays River Range with Ty. Yeah. Ty and I uh, came up with a really bad idea. <laughs> And then we followed through on it. Yeah. Made for an awesome adventure. So you got you got to tell us about this. I've I've heard a little bit today, but you need to you need to talk about this. Sure. This is awesome. So we we actually were approached by Patagonia. Uh, they wanted some cold cold weather running pictures. <laughs> and Ty and I like, oh yeah, we can get some cold weather running pictures. And <laughs> so we, we we pitched this idea that we would start in Star Valley near near Ty where Ty lives, and we were going to run the length of the Gray's River Range. 
And Gray's River Range is what lies just to the east of the El Vaquero Loco course. And um, it turned out it was really cold. When <laughs> so we how it. cold was Let's it? Let's explain when you guys really left. cold here. Well, Ty lives in kind of the cold spot in the valley, and when we left his house in the morning, it was 31 below zero. <laughs> So the short cold. shorts, <laughs> yeah. Type of weather. Yeah. Oh yeah, flappers like yeah. like the oh, splitties. Nice splitters. <laughs> so was that? I mean, they're telling you to test cold weather gear, but this is beyond cold weather gear. Yeah, it is. And they wanted yeah. some photos. Well, and so and and so the the, the trip actually is it was three days. Uh, we'd planned. There's some warming huts back in the Gray's River Range. It was about 90 miles, um, and we had uh, McKay, who runs one of the aid stations for Ty at the Vaquero Loco. Uh, the guy that horse packs in, okay. he actually did a little bit of snowmobile support support for us and took some stuff into the huts. Oh, that's great. So, uh, but we still were t- carrying the majority of our stuff with us in little sleds that we towed behind us. Yeah, Came in little, really handy. Those little red kid sleds. Right? <laughs> yeah, they were <laughs> little like cheap kid sleds. Yeah. I'm I'm fluent in those. Yeah, and uh, so we started out. Uh, it was cold, stayed cold. I think the temperature got to about one. So it got balmy there. The high, yeah. Well, that's you know, I took a layer off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> took his puppy coat yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first, I don't know, maybe eighteen miles or so, we're on a groomed snowmobile path, and the beta that we had gotten is the whole route was going to be this groomed snowmobile route, and we got about eighteen miles in, and the grooming ended. Oh. <laughs> and it turned out that it was pretty soft. Oh, we nice. didn't have snowshoes. Snow snowshoes. Yeah. And so it was like two, three steps. And then you'd break through to the confluence of your anatomy, <laughs> and then you'd get two or three steps, and you'd break through. And uh, it took us—we uh, were on our feet for almost nine hours the first day to cover thirty miles. Wow! Yeah. Sounds like one of my races. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> brutal, brutal. Next day was a little bit more of the same. Then we got back on the groom and um, had an awesome adventure. To get some pictures, though. Oh yeah, you got some yeah. pictures for him. Uh, our good buddy Fred Marmsatter, oh, photographer, right. was along the way and. Uh, Amazing pictures will be coming out of does. that. He yeah. always does. I can't wait to we see We sledded those. off the top of the Gray's River Range. Come out, they go off this commissary ridge, what they call it, about a 2,000-foot descent. Uh, my watch got 40 miles an hour on the <laughs> Are you sled. serious? Yeah. <laughs> In those little red sleds? Oh, the little red sleds. <laughs> oh, down this groomed snowmobile thing. It's terrifying. Oh, that <laughs> awesome. sounds like so much fun. Yeah, and I bet there's giggling. Oh, oh the, like schoolgirls. Oh, yeah. Just squealing. <laughs> this is so cold. It's so awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So you, you're you very much in, and I know you a lot with Patagonia, but you you travel around and do a lot of these adventure, you know, runs or, or people on it. And you did in October, right? You did something in Hong Kong slash China area. You did yep. some run, you know, talk to us. That, that intrigues me. Talk to us yeah, about Yeah, so actually going back a whole year ago, uh, I went to Patagonia, the place. And we shot a film called Mile for Mile uh, about Conservation Patagonica. It's a, uh, a project to set, a, set aside a bunch of land for a national park. And it, we got the opportunity to do a media tour in China and Hong Kong to promote that film. And we were doing kind of our final push for fundraising. Uh, and so Chrissy Mel and I uh, went to Beijing, China, uh, for a week. And then we were in Hong Kong for a week. Uh, and it was incredible. First time to mainland Asia. I'd been to Hong Kong once before, and actually in February of last year. Um, but we went, we ran on the Great Wall. We did a bunch of running clinics, uh, showed the movie a bunch of times, ate a bunch of real weird food, <laughs> uh, had a good time. And, and I finished up the trip in Hong Kong running a sky running race the last day before nice. I came home. So you do a lot with conservation, too. I mean, you're, you're vocal, you're, you're an advocate, I guess is a good way to say it. Yeah. I mean, is that, 
is that something that came along before trail running? Because we've had some conversations in the past how you kind of grew up in the mountains and and that type of thing. How does how did that all fit into what you're doing now? You know, I've been pretty fortunate to have a life outdoors. You know, I grew up and got to spend all my summers outside all summer. Um, and I wouldn't say until recently that I'm uh, I'm not an environmentalist or I'm not a uh, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing because. I try to do things to reduce my impact, you know, like we all do, right? You ride your bike some, or you recycle, or you buy crap you don't need, or you try not to buy that stuff. Um, but as I've gotten more involved with traveling around the world and seeing how we don't take care of the places that we love to play, mm-hmm. it's given me a lot more of a desire to get involved in protecting them. And that was a big push with the, the trip down to Patagonia is to see how you can preserve these natural places and it's the places we run to when we go trail running or people go climbing and we're using that stuff up and so i've become more and more vocal and more involved with trying to protect them i think that's great you've done like the salmon river yeah that was you a couple did, years ago yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. years ago ty and i again uh ran down the middle fork of the salmon river which is right in the frank church wilderness area largest wilderness area in the lower 48 we ran basically the entire length of the river due to sketchy math. Uh, he's a Spanish teacher. I don't do math well. Um, we thought it'd be about 100 miles in two days, and we did 150 in three and ended up spooning to survive a night. Anyways, <laughs> That's a whole other show. <laughs> the whole show in that story. Um, but Turtle's that was kind smiling of smiling over there. <laughs> Turtle's got a grin on his yeah, he <laughs> He's thinking of Shania Twain right now. <laughs> Not your normal trail run, if you will. Um, uh, so that was kind of the first adventure into that and then the film in Patagonia was another and actually this last spring I was involved with the project in the Boulder White Clouds in Idaho. Oh that's, that's right. right. Yep. Yeah. Saw that. And who'd you do that one with? That was with Idaho Conservation League, um, an environmental group, a local environmental group and we were working with them to help promote National Monument. Uh, there was a very interesting twist at the end of that story and it was actually passed as wilderness area. First new wilderness passed by Congress in a long time. Uh, which didn't make everybody happy because it closed the area to mountain biking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, kind of a double-edged sword there. I'm excited that it was protected. Yeah. Right. Uh, I have somewhat mixed feelings about the mountain bikers getting evicted because right. it was a real mountain biking hotbed. Yeah. But um, it's still a beautiful place to go, and it's going to be that way for, for my kids' kids and right. beyond. Well, and you bring that up, and that's something, you know, I think we're sitting in here, we're, we're parents, you know, and that's something that always comes true. and. When you're when you're out there doing these things and you get home or you have conversations, how does that make you feel? Because you hear it all the time. And I talk to it. It's like, I remember when I was a kid and some of the stuff I did when I was a kid isn't around. I want things, my kids to you know, do what I did. And so right. what you're doing now, you're kind of helping that. So, I mean, that's got to give you a different sense of. I would say it gives me a sense of urgency. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, because I really do think about my kids being able to see these places that I get to see all over the world. I mean, everywhere. And, you know, I get this cool opportunity to, to go to Hong Kong and I, I call my kids on Skype and, you know, it's morning there and it's night where they're at. And, you know, they get to see this and I want them to have similar experiences. And if we don't do something about it, they're not going to. And with the current trajectory that we're on as a culture or a society, uh, nothing's going to change unless a larger group of people start doing more. Yeah, right. Um, or a crisis, and we're kind of on our way. Yeah, to I was going to say you know, it's right? coming when it's, quick. When, when we're out of oil, well, then things will change. But we can change before that, and and it just takes taking a little bit of action. 
You know, that's that's neat with the trail running community because we've had Scott Jaime on the show. Totally. He went down and did a run down in uh, South Africa. Right. And kind of came back with some of the same right. little sentiments of we have so much. Like, you know, he was looking at his kids and thinking we have, you know, iPads and iPhones. And, you know, he, he mentioned simplicity, you know, going back to basics. And you mentioned earlier is we have more than we need yeah. you know, or things we think we need. and, and think, But that's that's the way we're going as a culture. So the things you're doing um, resonate a lot farther, and I see a lot more of that in the trail community. Um, and I know it happens outside of that, don't get me wrong, but I think as, a, as trail users, you see a lot of that. Well, it's easy to connect as a trail runner, right? You get a different right. connection than somebody that might be a, maybe a motorized recreational person, right? They're out there, and they, all they hear is motor and, and the wind in their ears. But when you're out there on foot, you get a different connection. Mm-hmm. I think it gives you a deeper appreciation for it. I completely believe that and, and agree with that. Um, and we'll, sh- you know, and kind of going into the next phase of the trail side of things, you know, sure. the, the trail running, the trail things you're doing. Ha- this year, you have mentioned that you have a coach um, from uphill athlete, Scott Johnston. Yeah. Is this new for you? Have you used a coach in the past? So as a runner, I'm, I've been relatively uncoached. Um, I ran one season of cross country in high school. That's the only uh, formal running coaching that I had, and the coach was a science teacher, not a coach. <laughs> so great guy, taught us a great life lessons, but he wasn't a running coach in that sense. Uh, and then a couple years ago, I worked with Adam St. Pierre out of Boulder, uh, mostly for Schemo. Uh, yeah, that was right. the year he helped me get a national championship. Great guy. Uh, but it wasn't, for me, I needed something a little different. And after a couple of really good races, after an adventure season this year, I had a desire to take my running to a different level. And I reached out to a friend of mine, uh, Steve House, who pointed me in the direction of Scott Johnston. And Scott is uh, an incredible individual, coaches Olympic level Nordic ski athletes, as well as you know, wrote training for the new alpinism with Steve, uh, has brilliant coaching philosophy. And I've been working with him since October. Wow. How's that going? Is it different? Is it something change for you? So, yes. The, the short answer is definitely yes. Um, having someone that has, one, the experience, and two, the know-how to develop short-term and long-term cycles with running uh, is incredible. The other thing that Scott has brought, maybe accidentally uh, to me, is a little bit more awareness about what it means to be a professional runner. Um, you know, I've been a sponsored trail runner for nine years, and I don't think I've ever really been a professional. And we had a conversation in December that was kind of a, for me, kind of a hard moment, but it was a good conversation where he, he called me out a little bit and said, if you really want to do this as a professional, we need to focus our goals. We need to pull back on doing too many things um, and look at doing things very, very focused. Right. And it's changed my entire perspective. Wow. Yeah. So a good experience. Incredible. And kind of changing the way you're doing things now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break because this is going to lead us into to the next thing is what you've got focus on. Sounds what great. What you've got planned. And I think this is going to be pretty exciting, too. So we'll be right back uh, with Luke Nelson. This is Luke Nelson. You're listening to Trail Manners Podcast, bringing you the dirt and the vert. All right. Welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. So, again, we are in Turtle Miller's van. He's graciously let us use it to conduct this really good interview so far with Luke Nelson. So Luke, you were just telling us about your your coach and how 
he's kind of changed your perspective on running. Um, maybe you're not doing those B and C races anymore. You're really focused on your A race. And during the break and off the air, you were telling us that your actual next race, the race that you're focused on, is not until August. What race is that? Plan is Tromso, which is a skyrunning race in Norway, developed by the one and only Killian Journey and his girlfriend Emily. I've heard of those guys. Yeah, they they yeah. kind of run fast. Yeah. yeah, and they put together an incredible race up there, and that's it's part of the new skyrunning World Extreme Series. Right, which they've had skyrunning for a while. Totally, you know, that's yep. been around for a long time. So now they've got this new classification, the extreme. So what's that about? Real mountain races. <laughs> I mean, th- there's there's mountain races, right? So the Smut's a good mountain race, right? Yeah, Hard Rock yeah. is a you know that's supposed to be our hardest mountain race in the U.S. But once you get outside the U.S., there's a different culture totally. of running in the mountains. Yeah, and and running in the mountains in Europe and other places, they're running to the tops of mountains and they're running up technical peaks. And this, I think, the extreme races are are very much the blurry line between trail running and mountaineering, right? Or rock climbing. And there's three, you're saying there's three races in the series. Three races in the series, two count for points. So you could race all three, but you only count two. Your best two. Yeah. So Tromso is the first race. Trofeo Kima in Italy is the second. And the third race is new. Uh, it's a Glencoe Skyline race in Scotland. Right. And so my plan right now is to do Tromso and Glencoe. And Tromso is in Norway. Norway, yep. Okay. Right. And then some of these races, I've seen some pictures that they were posting uh, from last year. People are wearing helmets, climbing helmets. <laughs> Yeah. In, a, in a trail race. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that intrigues me. I'm not sure I want to do it. That's got to be a big waiver. But, yeah, that's way cool, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going into that mountain environment. Yeah. I mean, where there are objective hazards like rockfall, and and you're on cliffs, and there's exposure. And, you know, I love being in the mountains. I came to trail running from a ski mountaineering and a rock climbing background, and uh, I like the idea of kind of fusing those worlds. That is just crazy. And you're saying there's the Via Ferrata section. Oh, in Trofeo yeah. Kima, yeah, there's a full Via Ferrata section. With which for no gear. You don't get your, yeah, mo- pick your gear. Most, most of the runners don't carry it. It slows them down. <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Flinging around there. So how do you train for something like that? I know you're working with Scott now, um, but how do you train for stuff like that? The you know It might be a different classification of what you've done. Sure. I mean, if I was to refer to what I've done in the past— the preparation is to go run up and down mountains right. uh, and get into technical terrain. Uh, I think that Scott's going to incorporate some of that. Um, I, I don't know yet. We'll have <laughs> right. to see what he's well, got cooking. <laughs> no, I think that you make a good point. That background, you know, climbing, schemo, that's going to help. That that hasn't gone away. Right. Right. Some of that muscle memory, some of that that you know psychological memory is still there from doing that. Um, that's certainly going to help out tremendously compared to somebody that's never done it before. Maybe is not as comfortable with that exposure. That's where you're going to have that advantage over, you know, maybe a good part of the field. Well, I, I yeah, totally. At the rut last year, the rut's another one of those races that I, I would classify as like a real mountain race. Um, the Last year I caught uh, Mario Mendoza, who's a, I mean, division one level runner. Um, I caught him. You know, I'm not as fast as Mario, but in that technical terrain, right. I can run with him. I caught Max King going up Lone Peak. Er, uh, yeah, Lone Peak. He's not a good climber. He's a <laughs> dang fast runner. <laughs> he's a, he's a yeah. fast runner, but but, but in technical terrain, yeah, yeah, in technical he, terrain, he said, this thing. is not my bag. Right. As soon as we hit the fire road at the bottom, he was gone. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, 
in that type of terrain, I'm really comfortable. I like being in that, and so I'm trying to pick races that suit it. Now, where did your decision, where did the decision come to do these, these races, the Extreme Series? So I definitely had an interest in continuing with skyrunning. I've been in, I've been kind of loosely following the skyrunning World Series for a few years now, and um, I was going. I, I literally for the last six weeks I've been going back and forth between doing the Ultra Series and the Extreme Series, which is new. Um, and finally, I just decided I wanted to do what I was most passionate about. Hashtag extreme. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time with that today. Yeah, we are. So, do you have any? Uh, is there anything in your head that it changes? Like, do you have any reservations about it? I know it's not till August. I know you've got a coach. You're comfortable in that technical, that mountain terrain. But it, is it? It's different. Yeah, I think I think the part that makes me uncomfortable, but that I like, is that normally I would race twice a month or every five or six weeks, and I would have lots and lots of results. So if I had a bad day, no big deal. I got another race coming up. The thing that makes me the most nervous is is, is doing two races. Right. Putting all your eggs into those two right there. Right? Yeah. But with proper preparation, I'm going to have great two races. So yeah. how far apart are those two for you? Uh, Tromso is uh, first weekend of August, and Glencoe is September 18th, so six weeks. Okay. Wow. Uh, not much time to recover if you're putting in that honest effort. Right. And yeah. travel. I mean, yeah. They're yeah. Both, I mean, it'll be two trips to Europe. Yeah. 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 Both 50Ks. Okay. But time-wise, it looks like they run more like 50-mile right. efforts. So who would be, is there like a list on the people that are doing the extreme already? Is there a list? Or? Not yet. Not okay. yet. I, yeah, I can, I can say it's probably going to be the usual suspects. Yeah. Um, you know, Killian is most certainly going to be there. Emily will be there. Uh, Martin Gaffuri will be there. Uh, a handful of, uh, you know, the, the European badasses will be there. <laughs> what about... Um, what about yeah. this side of the pond? Yeah. What about some guys from the I don't, U.S.? I don't know. I don't. I haven't talked to anybody that's really committed to that series yet. So I'd be curious. No, th- if if Anton can get healthy, he might actually do good at something like that. Totally. Yeah. Tony would be yeah. a, a big player for who that. else? Who else? Throw him out there. Who do you think would do good at something like that from here? Ricky Gates would oh, be yeah. one. Is he comfortable? Yeah. Up there totally. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, a few years ago was trying to trace or uh, chase the record on the Grand Teton. Right uh, and and went up on a, on the ground a day with Ricky a day that he was trying to get it actually two weeks before Killian came and got it right um, and and Ricky's super comfortable in that it's type of training nice. yeah. I think that's that's going to be the crux right there it's a nice climbing term by the way if you don't know that Cruxy. one Cruxy. that's right <laughs> it's finding that guy that's fast but it's comfortable with the exposure yeah it, it's it's taking this this niche group of ultra runners right and getting a nichier group out of that wow so. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. What about a guy like uh, local legend Turtle Miller? Could he could he do something like that? <laughs> I think he'd be afraid of the heights. Yeah. No, not the heights. <laughs> no? I'm not scared of the heights. Well, they wouldn't let him use an iPod, right? No. So Shania's so, out. Shania's, Shania's out. out. Yeah. Actually, she's actually outlawed in sky running races. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Canadian now, country singers are allowed. You guys are going to have to refer back to the previous podcast to see that little inside joke right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you're so between now and August, your running is basically training. You're not doing races. There nope. may be some races, okay. but they will be training runs. Okay. Right. You know, using them as a training effort. So right. they very likely will not be ultras. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I feel like is one of my biggest biggest weaknesses as a runner is leg speed. And so there's talk that there'll be a couple of 5Ks, oh, 10Ks, road races. Soul. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Eric's got to do a 5K, too, for his training. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. done some hard, like, uh, road workout stuff. 
um, that's different for me. I've not, mm-hmm. I've never worked that t- stuff, but I yeah. think it'll, it'll make a difference. So, and maybe some shorter trail races, maybe Sportiva mountain cup race or, right. or something like that. But, uh, again, all eyes on August. August. So there's not going to be a whole lot of adventure. No, it should be plenty. should be plenty. Are yeah. So yeah, we, what do you got going? Um, Spill the beans. you know, there, there's always a handful of things cooking. Um, sure. one of the things, Ricky Gates, I just talked to him a couple of days ago here at the show, uh, has just launched this really cool project with FKTs. Uh-oh. Oh, that's right. I saw that with the buckles. Buckles. Oh, I, yeah. I want to talk to him. Traveling he's, buckles. He's a he's a bus guy too. Oh yeah. We need you need to help us out. Yeah, Ricky, I, you got to listen to us and we give us a call. We gotta get you on the show, buddy. Uh, we'll you put like, you in touch. Yeah, yeah, you like buses. You like buckles. I like buckles. We can make this happen. I think it sounds like a match. Yeah. It, it really is. So Ricky's doing this thing of a traveling belt buckle for some of these more known FKTs. You know, the Grand Canyon Rim to Rim to Rim, Zion Traverse. Teton. Teton Circumnav is one of them, which is on my radar. Um, yeah, so so uh, I might be going after a buckle. Again, it'd be a training run. Yeah, but, of course. But it's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it gives you a little bit of extra incentive to, to run a little harder if that's the appropriate effort. True. We're going to have to link that site if there's, there's going to be a site Site is for forthcoming. Okay. And we actually are talking about doing a little bit of uh, crowdfunding to raise money for the buckles. Uh, we're all about that. Yeah, we are. We are. So we'll definitely be, so. and we'll post some of that stuff on our site so you can definitely find information Perfect. here because that's going to be super cool because yeah, FKTs have always been around. Yeah. Yep. But they are a lot, people go after them a lot more now. They're, they're are, pretty are, legit right now. Yeah, people are going after them and they're getting broke, you know, get broken. Is that yeah. Right? Bro- yeah, people Get break broke. them. People broke back them, so well. they're, people break them. People and, break them. Yeah. yeah, and they're coming after them more. People are coming up with more better documentation. I mean, that's it's a big thing. Well, and it sounds like with the traveling buckle, it, it comes in this case this, it, it, that uh, Ricky's girlfriend's making these handmade cases that have the engraved names from when the FKT was established oh, and wow. each of the subsequent holders wow. so they're gonna be really cool things but they're traveling you don't get to keep it yeah. no right. somebody, somebody else breaks, breaks it right? somebody breaks so it. you, you could give have it, it for a while maybe that. if you're fast man yeah. that is super <laughs> super cool so one of our questions in the lightning round traditionally has been would you rather have an fkt or a pr and now i think the, the tide's gonna change to fkt after this thing it, it could just depending on the, the person right oh. i mean if you're fast you want that FKT because you want that buckle. Well, yeah, but if you're fast, you'd go after a PR. I mean, I, I'm well, not in maybe. either one of them, so unless I make up my own FKT from here to the next coffee shop. Yeah. So awesome. now that's, re- that's really cool. So we're going to have to definitely put that on there. Um, so Adventure Runs, do you have anything dialed in with Patagonia? Any more you know, things like that coming up? I mean, there's probably something in the work. You yeah, you know, about, there, there's, there's always kind of something in the hopper. You know, I, I here at OR, I had a chance to meet with a couple of different photographers, kick around some ideas. Nothing definitive yet, um, but there'll definitely be some international travel and some good times. When will the movie come out? There's got to be a movie. You've got to be in one. Of, there's movies coming out with these trails yeah. in motion and all these film festivals. When are we going to see the the Luke Nelson? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't. It'd be that interesting. Oh, it's going to be. It'd be interesting. I I I've had the pleasure. I got to know you when you first started. Brand right, new. Right about. Yeah. Right. So I've seen. I've been fortunate. I followed you. I'm a stalker. I yeah. admit it. No problem. That's what ultra running's about, right? It is. Is stalking people. So stalker just the, Strava segments. But you really are. I mean, we we've been lucky. Okay, yeah. here at Trail Manage, we've we had have. some people we've you know had on the show. Ty, you're absolutely up there. Some of the greatest people 
in the in the sport, really. I mean, not just we say that every week, and it's know, so true of everybody in the sport. It is, and we're lucky to to we have are. them in here. Yeah, but you, you're one of the good guys. You're always. I mean, I was. Well, not that I am now, but back then when I first met you, you were still fast. You were still blazing. I saw you at Pocatello. Hey, Eric, how's it going? I'm like, holy cow, he knows my name, <laughs> right? But that's a that's a type of type of person you are. You're very friendly. You're outgoing. You really include everybody. You see it a race. You're always and to me, that's just something I think that needs to be said about not just trail runners in general because there are a lot of them out there, but we've had a handful. Yeah. With Ty, with Sky, I mean, with you. I'm not going to leave anybody out with, I mean, Turtle Miller for one. I, I mean, some of these He's others. Um, but, you know, you've done a lot for the sport. And not just with your times, but just your inclusion. You're giving back at the Smut Series. Yep. You're giving back to the the planet, so to say, <laughs> right? Um, and you're just always up to something, right? So we need that movie. Yeah, we do. I'm gonna I'm gonna also start that. We can crowdfund that. We'll sure. crowdfund <laughs> that. I know some people that can shoot some video. Yeah, I've got a killer GoPro. Yeah, you do. Sweet. <laughs> well, you know that's the cool thing about ultra running, though, right? I mean, there's not many sports on the planet where you do the same event as the best in the world. You know, and I and I, and I have my heroes in the sport, and you know, you get to run the same the same thing they do. You know, you don't yeah. ever get on the basketball court with LeBron. No. Yeah. But you get to do the same course that Killian does. Yeah. yeah. And afterwards. They'll probably give you a high five and hang out and chat with you. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so accessible for everybody. And and honestly, I don't think that there's any jerks in the sport. I don't honestly know I any. Met yeah. any. I haven't met any. No. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So that's great. And we'll have more of them on the show. Not the jerk part. No, but, no. but the, the good the nice guys. The super rat guys. Yeah. The nice yeah. guys. <laughs> so kind of take you back. What I mean, how did you get into the trail scene and what has kept you in it as long as you have? Uh well, running as it has become started with a bet. <laughs> We've heard that more than once on yep. this. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I did run that short stint in high school in cross country, um, but then running was abandoned, and I was skiing, climbing, uh, a lot of kayaking, and I was working at a ski shop, and it was a hot August day, and one of my buddies at the ski shop, who I'm still friends with today, turned to me, and I said, I he said, I bet you can't run the Pocatello Marathon. It's our local marathon. And I was like, I bet I can. <laughs> and he said, okay. And he pulled up the website, and I signed up. A week later, I ran the Pocatello Marathon. Oh, wow. A week later, <laughs> I did train. I did do a training run. Oh, the night week? the night after the bet, yeah. I ran three miles and had ridiculously sore legs, and so I decided not to train anymore. <laughs> save the legs. Yeah. Save the legs. Go for it. Um, but I ran a three ten marathon. That's crazy. That's sick. That's awesome. And was third in my age group, and it was like this this eye opening thing. I was like, oh, I guess I'm pretty good at this. Right. And that same time, I started to get into schemo racing a little bit. Right. So that marathon was in September. I did a handful of schemo races in the winter. Met a couple of, you know, early mentors of mine. Zahan Bilamoria, or Z, as he's known, was a Sportiva runner and a, on the U.S. ski mountaineering team. And another Ray Landon. And these guys invited me to a trail race in the spring called the Manan Butte Challenge. Oh, yeah. Idaho Falls. Funky little here. race. Yeah, up on this, this little uh, cinder cone out in the desert in Idaho. And, and they said, you, should, you know, you raced good this winter on the skis. You should come out and run this trail race. So it was the first trail race that I did, um, and I won. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. And it, we ran up and over this butte, had a lot of vert, and it super cool. And it's kind of just been history from there. I, I, later that year, I ran the Vaquero. It was first my, my first ultra. So that was, you know, less than a year after starting running, I ran the first ultra. And I signed up for Ty's race because he had hoodies. Oh, right. <laughs> that was, that was literally nice. the, the reason I signed up for a the race. Hoodie. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and then the next spring I ran Pocatello 50, and then I ran the Bear. 
Wow. So real quick on the Elva Caraloka, because I've run that one four times awesome. now. Of course. And the way I gauge how my race is going, because it's <laughs> a 50K, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, the way I, <laughs> so the way I gauge my race is where Luke passes me That's coming right. back. So <laughs> the, the 20, it's, it's an out and back course. It's an out and back. So you start at the start finish on the 50K. You go down to the 25K start, which is a turnaround to the 50K, and you head back on the same trail. Right. I know how my race goes depending on how close I get to the aid station before Luke's heading the other way. That's right. And I'm like, oh, man, I made it, I like, I made it a willow tree farther this yeah. year than the last <laughs> year. But that's always the fun one. And you always come by and say, hey, man, nice job. And I'm like, you shut up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. my, that's my favorite race, though. I mean, all over the planet. And this is this is no BS. My very favorite race is Elvac Caraloco. It's, it's, it's really right up. It's, it's one of ours, too. Two or three for yeah. us, yeah. for yeah. sure. Easily. And yeah. you've won that seven times. And you've in a got, uh, we, it's called a belt buckle. Oh, <laughs> you got to train to wear that belt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, is, there is something called belt buckleitis. <laughs> and once you earn a buckle like the Vaquero buckle, it's a five year buckle, you understand what that is. Now, you won that, the five year buckle. And didn't that year, did you go to UTMB right after that? I did. Okay. And yeah. so, so I got my five year buckle and I raced El Vaquero Loco with my UTMB kit. <laughs> Because I remember that you had yeah. rocks or you had your bag on, yeah, but you had everything in there. I it had was my complete full, okay, kit, full kit, hundred percent of what you required for UTMB. Because I remember when you passed by me, I started giggling because I'm like, well, I know he doesn't need the you know, right. big old pack on. And then at <laughs> the end, I was like, yeah, he he won it, and he almost did. You set a course record. A course record. Okay, yep, yeah, I broke was, five hours. He, for the course record oh in his UTMB back, which is ways. I mean, there's weight behind. Oh, it's plenty. Yeah. yeah, and Ty's like, yeah, he he did that with you. I'm like, gosh, dang it! I thought I was getting faster, <laughs> and I'm running downhill. And he's running uphill. <laughs> that's right. right. So that's that's one of my favorite things. Are you race? You're gonna be at Elva Carroll this year? It's the same day as Trump, so uh, so I won't be at Elva Carroll this year because I want to. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll that'll be, be two there. years in a row that I've missed. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you're giving. And I said this to you last year. I said now you're, he, he's giving other people a chance to he win is. the race. You know, interestingly, um, Leland Barker mm-hmm. won yep. the first three, and then I won the next seven, and so there's only been. Three winners. So who won it last year? Josh Arthur. Okay, hmm. nice. He's fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you got that's a good. He does not have the course record. <laughs> no, not he's okay. He's fast, but not that fast. <laughs> and he wasn't carrying a pack. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> All right, I'm staying corrected. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, Ty puts on. We will, we'll, we will promote the heck out of Ty and what oh, he does. I've got his Bear 100 training plan. I'm doing yeah, the Bear this year, totally. and there's some. I'm not. A, I don't have a running background. You know, I was a soccer guy my whole life. So I was reading through the Bear 100 training. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you have so, to Google some of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's a push run? Yeah, I'm like, what's a 5K? I got to do a push up. <laughs> yeah, and so I have to run a 5K between now and May, and I'm terrified. Yeah. Because that's not going to be fun, or it'll be a little embarrassing. Oh, he's got yeah. harder to kills on your program, I bet, huh? You seen I, that yet? I haven't even looked. I, I, I read know. the. I read May, and I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what most of this means. I'm gonna hold back. I don't want to yeah. freak myself out before I get there. <laughs> but yeah, you'll enjoy some harder to kill. So nice. Get those on. I'm, I'm excited for it. So, right. well, uh, what adventure runs or bucket list items do you have that you'd like? I mean, I know this year might not be the time, but what what things are still out there that you have your eyes on or, or thinking about? That you know that that bucket's pretty big, because um, as I've traveled around and been around the world, that you just add extra stuff yeah. in there. You right. know, I'm, I'm glad I have a whole lifetime ahead of me to go. But the thing that I want to do is run hard rock. That is the oh, thing. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm a five-time lottery loser. <laughs> um, I've actually never even been drawn for the wait list. Um, one day I will eventually run hard rock. 
There you go. That's, but that is, I mean, if, if I could run hard rock and be done with ultra running, I would. I mean, that's the thing I that's need to do. That's where it's at, huh? Yeah. Nice. Right that's a good place for it to be. Yeah. I, I think so, too. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, let's and go again, to the lightning round. we got to hit the lightning round. Yeah. This, is, this is, so, and we may have a few zingers for you, too. Oh, boy. So one of the things, I, I, get, I didn't get to check in with you on this. To I'm see not going to be able to answer your first question. To uh, see if uh, <laughs> you're okay with this or not. But, um, there's a week you got one pass. <laughs> yeah. We'll give him one pass. One pass. But no, this is this is more like maybe promoting the smut race a little bit. You want to give away an entry? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Eric and I talked about this the other day. And this requires that somebody has to listen all the way through. Don't we'll s- give away don't skip ahead. Yeah, we'll give away one entry to the smut race. Any distance? Distance of your choice. All right, wow, I like that's, that. That's, I might even try this. So what you, what you got to do, and Eric's not, he's not allowed to do this because he's going to be in Hawaii. Oh, dang it. He did sign up for this other silly race and realize he actually had a trip to Hawaii. But, all right, so you have to leave a comment, Facebook or the website. Which one you want, Eric? Uh, let's go ahead and do... Facebook? Yeah, let's do Facebook. All right. I think everybody's a lot e- more used to that. I think so, too. All right, so you have to name one of Luke's answers in the comment section. And we'll maybe limit it to the first 15 people, and then those 15 people that answer it correctly, we'll put them in a bucket, and we'll draw your name. That's right, just like a lottery. Yeah, it's kind of like a lottery. The it's trail like, manners Maybe lottery. you'll have the same luck I have with Hard Rock. <laughs> or Turtles luck with <laughs> or, Wasatch. Or better. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's it. You reply on the Facebook after you listen to the entire show yep. of one of Luke's answers. The first 15 get put in a list or a bucket, yep. and we draw a name for a free entry for June 4th, Pocatello, Idaho. You got to be here, Smut folks. race. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is this is, this is is a real prize. Yeah, Let's make it a little bit better even. Oh. So with the race, you get an item, right? This yep. year it's probably going to be a type of maybe a Patagonia trucker hat that oh. everybody gets. But you I have the option to get a hats. Patagonia shirt with the race. You can buy for extra. I'm going to throw the shirt in, too. Folks, you got you got to listen. Uh, I might just cancel my trip to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, I think Turtle's going to cancel that <laughs> trip to that other race there. <laughs> He's going to jump right in. So you get the hat and you get a shirt. So this is, this is real. So here we go. We're ready yeah. for the lightning round and a contest all in one at the Trail Manners Podcast. All right, Fire Eric, away. Why don't you go? Go ahead first. What is your favorite race buckle and why? Of that Caraloco. That's uh, a five-year buckle, though. Five-year buckle, so you got to run it five times, which yep. means you really got to earn it. Yeah, you, you know, No, just run under some time limit or whatever, but you got to earn it. Um, and you get your name on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Custom and, with your name. And it's the size of a hubcap. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And you have to get, a, like, a really thick leather belt to wear it because it, it's, like, 10 pounds. <laughs> is, it, is it one of those uh, weightlifting uh, leather back yeah. belts you got to get Almost, for it? yeah. They're, it's cast bronze. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. So meat or veggies? Yes. Okay. That's a, that's a good one. That's a yeah. You need I'm happily to, omnivorous. You need to now listen, folks. If you're going to put that down in the comment section, you don't just say yes. Happily omnivorous. Happily oh. omnivorous is a better answer. You can even come close to the spelling, and I'm not good there. Like even there's delicious. no C's in that one, like there was in Turtles podcast. And delicious, like the <laughs> S or the I or the O. That's just confusing. Why would you spell a word like that? All right. So. We earlier we had that we had to ask Turtle. So we'll ask you, have you seen Star Wars? Yes. All right. So what is your favorite new character? Ooh, new character? And don't spoil it for Turtle. He's sitting right next to you. He hasn't seen it yet. I don't know the name of the lady with the eyes. 
Oh, I don't know her name. I don't she, know either. She owns Starts that little, little uh, cantina. Cantina. Yeah. She's, we'll been, a, she's been, now you can you can hear this, Turtle. It's okay. She's been around for a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. And she's seen some things. She has seen some things. And we will put that. Yeah, she'd be my favorite new okay, one. Okay, and that's right going to be on the notes so everybody will see But that. my favorite overall is Luke Skywalker. Luke, weird, Ooh. right? I may have yeah. been named after that. Yeah. Oh. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite race performance and why? This is going to be a weird answer. Hard rock, when I paced high. Really? Uh, it wasn't my race, but I got to run 40 miles of it with it, or 40 miles of it with him, and that was my favorite performance that he's had that I got to be involved he with. He was top That's 10, cool. right? He was, yeah. Okay. Set a huge PR, went to a place that I've never seen anybody Now, go. if you set a PR at hard rock... You're dialed in. Yeah, you that's are. not a place you yeah. set PRs. Nope. So that's strange, right? It's not my own performance, but that's the the very my very f- most favorite race memory is doing that with Ty. That's awesome. Right on. All right, next, beard or clean shaven? Beard. Now your beard's rivaling. You know, I think you got Crar right now. Pete. He trimmed. Yeah, I saw yeah, he saw trimmed. That. But you need to get to that Leon state. You know, I have been taking advice from the Jedi Master of Beards. Yeah, Leon Lutz. Um, working on it. You, you beard wax? Oh, yeah. Totally. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, you know Ty got a sponsor? I saw The oil. Right. 307. 307 yeah. beards. He gave me a tin. It's good stuff. Oh, oh nice. We need if the... there's any beard wax sponsors out there, I'm interested. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so are we. Yeah. 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 Turtles is too. Yeah. Turtles. Yeah. Turtles. He'll rep you guys, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is your typical meal the night before a big race? You know, with international travel, that's hard. But my very most favorite thing to eat is a hamburger and sweet potato fries. From anywhere specific or making your own? Uh, from wherever I can find it. Gotcha. And I've, that doesn't like put the hurting on you the next day? No, I've raced great on it several times. Wow, now, Many folks, of my best races. <laughs> I, no, I'm going to have to step in here and maybe say, for you new people, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe test it out on a yeah, long you run. You need to test that out first because the consequences can be just catastrophic. Literally, yeah, you need you, to carry some toilet paper. You need to know that the, that cactus is not the best thing to wipe <laughs> yeah. with, you know. So don't do that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite part of trail running? The people. Yeah. Yeah, the community. And it's, you know, everywhere in the world it's like that. When I was in China in, in October, like, Chinese trail runners are just as psyched and friendly as they are anywhere else on the planet. Like, That's cool. It's the people. Right on. So we have a new one that we busted out last uh, podcast with Turtle. Your guilty pleasure as far as what you might listen to on your iPod. What would you not readily admit to listening to, but since you're on Trail Manners, you're going to confess? Rihanna. Oh, man. <laughs> Which one? Disturbia. Nice. We're learning a lot about people on this show, yeah. Yeah. you know, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked that. It was on my playlist for a long time. It got a little overplayed, so I'm yeah. a little burnt on her right now. But right, right. I, I, no, now I can agree with you on that. I got a little guilty on that one too. The little yeah. Rihanna's on mine as well. Yeah, yeah it's good. Right so we've talked about a movie. You're going to be in a movie, <laughs> but if we, if we reverse that a little bit and say there's a movie about your life, but you can't star in it because we need somebody else. Who would be? Who would play you? Mm, that's tough. Um, of 
course, Brad Pitt, I guess. <laughs> he's a go-to. <laughs> We've had that answer <laughs> well, more than he's once. He's kind of the only actor I know his name. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one guy with a beard. and <laughs> <laughs> He's had some pretty epic beards. You yeah, know? he really has. Yeah, yeah. fly fishing movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was that? Was yeah, I don't know. Uh, that yeah. was a river something runs a through river. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something a river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, favorite fruit? Huckleberries. Mm. Mm. I like Ooh. that. That's that's been the first. Nobody's ever answered that before. That made me hungry. That was solid. That was good. all right. Let's wrap this up. Favorite? No, no. Advice to a new trail runner? Not ultra, but trail. Yeah. You can do more than you think you can. Mm, classic right there. Well, we're not wrapping up with that one. No? Because I've got one for oh. you. I'm, I'm getting cold. That's why I'm trying to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're home. The turtle's van doesn't have a heater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what these can of beans are for over here, right? <laughs> okay, so you're at home. You're doing what you do, hanging out. There's a knock at your door. You walk to the door. You open it up. In front of you, there's your good buddy, Ty Draney. He's got a sombrero, a Speedo. <laughs> And a handheld water bottle. What did what did he say to you when you opened the door? Night run. <laughs> <laughs> no, you came up with that so quick. It's almost like this has happened before. That's right. No speedos. <laughs> Sombreros, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, we love it, Lou. I, I really want to you know thank you. I know you're a busy guy. I know yeah. you want to get back to what you're doing, whether it's you know the OR show, whether it's your family uh, back in Pocatello. But thank you so much for yeah, taking thank time. You. We appreciate it here because it. You know, it means a lot to us. It helps us. And, you know, we wish you all the, all the luck in the world. We're going to follow you uh, for what you got coming up in later in the year. Wishing you all the best of luck. And you really are one of the good guys What what's going on out there. And we are going to pump, promote, whatever we can that's for that right. smut race. It's going to sell out this year, right? right? Free camping at the start-finish. Oh, that's, yeah. And that's an awesome start-finish. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really it's solid. I good camped stuff. there one year, the year the snowstorm came back. And my... Uh, <laughs> my uh <laughs> we had some people coming up talking to us <laughs> thanks trying to be funny yeah, yeah he, clown. he doesn't fit in no. um but my i came back after the race and my tent was blown over and wide open so yeah that was oh. a bad year but that's a great place so yeah, it is. yeah. we shifted it a weekend we ha- that's right so it's, so it's generally a little, a little bit better nice Not well voice. well we appreciate it yeah uh, my thanks pleasure for everything here. if there's anything we can do promote let us know and again right. don't forget about the free entry, people. That's right. This is huge, and it's going to go uh, a long way for you. And then you could just piggyback that, get a hold of Ty, pick up that training plan, and for sure. nail it. So, mm-hmm. again, thanks for listening to Trail Matters Podcast. Luke, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Luke Nilsson for taking the time to join us today. You can see more of Luke over on his Twitter and Instagram feeds at SLukeNilsson or check him out on ChallengeAbalance.com to see how his training's going, how he prepares for the races in Europe. And remember, we are giving away a free entry to a smut race if you're listening to the show. Those races can be checked out at Pocatello50. That's Pocatello50.com. And you can also check our website out at trailmanners.com. Hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, and if you want to be on the show. So until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.